everybody, and welcome back to the Tipsy Ghosts. We're your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lizzie. Hey, guys. Hello. Happy birthday to you. Aww. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sarah. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> For history. She will never forgive you for that. You have no no idea how much my heart is breaking for messing that up. It's she was so excited. Okay. It was my idea. I was like, I text Lindsay. I said, showed Lindsay a note on my phone. I said, we have to sing her happy birthday. Well, and I'm the one that messed it up. <laughs> Thank you for thinking. I'm never going to forgive myself for the next five nights when I go to sleep. You're going to think a, about it. We're going to get a text message every night at like 1 a.m. <laughs> Not for me. I'm really I'm sorry bad. that I. Forgot to sing your birthday song. <laughs> She's singing it to Lindsay instead. <laughs> I got so two happy birthday songs. You know, the first part started out really strong. So I'm thank getting you. sweaty. I feel so terrible. <laughs> happy birthday, Sarah. Mm. Happy birthday to Sarah. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Thank you for redeeming yourself. <laughs> I will never forget that as long as I live. <laughs> Don't it's worry, okay. I won't either. <laughs> I won't either, but that's okay. <clears throat> I love you still. You shouldn't. That was a terrible thing for me to have done. <laughs> Can you just forgive her? I did. I don't I don't believe I her. I forgive you. <laughs> okay. I forgive you. I forgive you. <laughs> Everything's fine. No, I'm getting sweaty. <laughs> okay, let me tell you a story. I would love to hear a story. You might like it. I went somewhere magical today that you guys would be very proud of. Canada. The library. <laughs> oh. You went to the library? Wait, really? I went to the library. <gasps> Which one? Uh, the Casey the Public mid-continent. one? Mid-continent. Mid-continental? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did it smell? Mid-continental? Mid-continent mid- public one. mid-continental. Maybe no. Maybe. I have lived here my entire life. Maybe I'm thinking of the, in- I don't know. All 33 continent. years. Mid-continent <laughs> public library. Yes, that's it. Okay. Also, how did it smell? Uh, this one was brand new. Oh, so it's right extra up. good. Yeah. So, anyhow, it's brand new. Uh, it's beautiful. And... You would be proud of Ryan. She is reading constantly. She's oh, already so proud read of like four or five books in the last month. She's just reading in her spare time constantly. What is she reading? Well, about that. Oh. So I don't know any authors because I, I know I've said this several times, but I'm not much of a reader. Mm-hmm. So she's reading Colleen Hoover books. <gasps> oh, girl. That's right up Lindsay's alley. Uh-huh. I So I love Colleen Hoover, Coho. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Listen, I can't, I can't wait to get in with the lingo. I have <laughs> been, I have a thing on my phone, like a meme where it's all of her books and I'm crossing them out as I read them. Can you send it to me? I'll send it to sure. her. Sure. Some of those books are probably not appropriate for She's Ryan. already read them. She already told me about how somebody was biting a uh, headboard. Head, she read Verity. Yeah, she read Verity. Verity is like the worst one of them. <laughs> she was like, "Whoa!" Uh, but uh, like, the it's only got reason like- why I knew it was bad. Uh, this tells you what a great parent I am. Is because her teacher asked her, "Oh, your mom let you read that?" <laughs> yeah, Verity is not something I would recommend to um, anyone well, under eighteen. How are you supposed to know? I don't. And her whole like her whole friend group is all reading this. So. Oh, they're starting younger these days. They're fourteen. It is what it is. There could be worse things, I suppose. There could be. Verity <laughs> um, is. Ooh. I'm over it now. At first, I was like, oh, Is God. it just like a romance? No. So Verity is like a psychological thriller. Yeah, and that's why I said it's got like abortion, child death. Like it was 
It was a five-star read for me because like I couldn't put it down. I read it in 24 hours, but it was the most sickening I've ever felt reading a book. Like I thought I was going to throw up several times. She goes, this wasn't one of her normal ones, but I liked it no, a lot. No, it was. That's why it's gotten so much buzz because it is not like anything she's ever written. And so people weren't expecting it. Yeah. It's very messed up. Well, I also But it's also her, very graphic with sex scenes. Yeah. Well, and she and her friend were both there and they were like, eh, sometimes you just got to skim through those. And I was like, okay, sure you do. <laughs> Whatever. So then I told her, well, my friends who are readers, um, they have this app where it's like social media for book club people, people mm-hmm. who read books. Mm-hmm. And they were very intrigued with that. So I told them Good I would reads. share. Okay. Whenever you send me that, send me the name of the app and I'll send it to her. And she'll think it's cool. Anyways, that's why we went and I got my my whole card back on track. It's been several years. Okay. So if you don't want to sit down and read... I know you've got about the same amount of commute that I do. Yeah. He asked me about Libby. You can use Libby through your your bank card and your library card. Yes. So now that I have it set back up, I will do that. And I figured you guys would be very proud of me. Who am I? Who are you? I'm officially a middle-aged woman. Welcome. Welcome. So is your daughter, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Not if you ask her. I am an old lady (laughs) compared to her. Um, <laughs> I can re I can recommend more age appropriate books for her if she would like. She won't. It's whatever her friends are reading. It's a, I don't know. It's just the thing that they're all doing at the same time. Yeah. She's not going to do something different. Mm. You know what I mean? All right. Well, you got a story for me. I do. I'm going to tell you guys. Is it for me too? Not for me because I don't deserve it. How do we get on? <laughs> you said you went to the library. We got very off topic. <laughs> yes. Well, I just wanted to surprise you with that I'm bit of good news. I'm very proud of you. So I'm always talking about how I don't read. All right. So now I'm going to read. Okay. Read to me. <laughs> a story. Nice. Thank you. I just want to start by saying I'm going to, we're going to be in Scotland. Okay. Mm. And so there are different ways to pronounce the name of this island. And I'll tell you both ways. And I may go back and forth because I may forget. Okay. TBD. So I'm going to tell you guys about the disappearance of the Aileen Moore Lightkeepers. Also spelled like Aileen. Aileen? Is that you? So approximately 32 kilometers or 20 miles west of the Isle of Lewis in Scotland is a collection of small islands known as the Flannan Isles or the Seven Hunters. The biggest of them is called Elaine Moor or the Big Isle. It's approximately 43 acres or a quarter mile wide and the highest point on the island reaches 289 feet above sea level. The island has been uninhabited, however... But there was a chapel built there at one point, and it says that for centuries, shepherd shepherds would bring over their sheep to gra- is it shit 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 please what it's not sheep's <laughs> the sheep's I cannot many sheep's <laughs> okay it said that for centuries shepherds would bring over their sheep to graze when they arrived they would go to the chapel take off their shirts and pray three times. Why didn't they need shirts to pray? I could not tell you. And nobody can, really. It was a long time ago. It was like in the 1600s. All right. So first, the first time they would pray, they would crawl on their knees towards the chapel. The second time they would pray, they would go around the chapel on their knees. And the third time they would pray going inside the chapel or very close to it. On their knees? Uh, Probably. Like they're walking on their knees? Yes. Gosh, my knees would hurt so bad. Scoochie wooch. Uh, also, can you imagine how terrifying that would look? A group of men just like walking on their knees hurriedly. <laughs> hurriedly. With, the sheep. <laughs> with, with sheeps behind them. 
So it's kind of giving us the idea that obviously they thought that something weird was going on with the island, but we don't really know. They also had some other bizarre rules, like you cannot kill a bird after evening prayers, which you probably shouldn't anyways, but whatever. But you can't kill a bird with a stone. Why are they killing birds with stones? Why are they killing birds? <laughs> Apparently it's a big deal. Well, I was thinking like hunting maybe, but killing birds with stones isn't it's hunting. a lot of meat. For- <laughs> no, it's not. But people hunt <laughs> like birds all the time. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you know this, but people hunt for sport, not for food. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't sound like a very fun sport to hunt (laughs) birds, but what do I know? All right. And they also cannot call it the Flannan Isles. It can only be called the other country. And a lot of other words were forbidden, like water, rock, sour, shore, or slippery. You (laughs) (laughs) You can't say watch out. It's slippery there. Slippery rock. (sighs) I'm doomed. Yeah, I don't know. They had to call it like whatever the <laughs> original language was, but I don't know what that was. Okay. These people would also never stay the night because they were afraid that the spirits haunted the island. So the island was described as kind of another world haunted by supernatural creatures and the spirits of the dead, a place to which people were ferried and never returned. So for a long time, the only building, like I said, was a very small chapel that was built in the 7th century, um, built for St. Flannan. Folklore says that St. Flannan and his followers left the island because of magical creatures. Hmm. Yes. As (laughs) one does. Creatures? I'd probably stay for those reasons, but it's fine. It's just like there's a whole lot of descriptions of these creatures going on. Are Mm -hmm. they ghosts? Are they creatures? After this, nobody really visited the islands. They were all totally freaked out. Um, probably because there was a boatload of fol- folklore warning them to stay away, but also maybe because they were surrounded by dangerous rocks. If you were shipwrecked there, you'd be pretty isolated from people and probably would not be saved. So they decided, they being the Scots, decided that a lighthouse was to be built to help avoid these shipwrecks on Aileen Moor. That was the biggest of the islands. And this lighthouse was lighthouse, excuse me, lighthouse was built between 1895 and 1899. This light could be seen 24 miles away. Wow! The island also had a really cool railway. I use that term loosely because it was. Uh, <laughs> did you guys ever play Donkey Kong Country? Probably not, because I'm old. I played Donkey Kong. Yeah. No, I have not. Uh, okay. Like well, on the N64. Yeah, like when they were in the mining uh-huh. shaft and they were riding in the rail car. Yes. That's kind of what it looked like up the uh, side of the mountain okay. there. Um, and so what they would do is that would be down towards the shore mm-hmm. and the supply ship would come, stock things, and then they'd bring the rail cart back up to the lighthouse so they didn't have to go all the way down. Sounds safe. Right. A crew was handpicked by the Northern Northern Lighthouse Board or the NLB. <laughs> There's a lighthouse board. Indeed. Board for everything. The NLB. <laughs> the NLB. The lighthouse keepers. They need they need um, an agency to guide them. Um, there's not a tipsy ghost board. There's but no. I'd like to put my name in the running for president. Done. Whoa. <laughs> okay. She just took that out right there. <laughs> what are you going to be? Uh, secretary. Mm-hmm. You can be treasurer. Ooh, that's a terrible idea for me, but okay. <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> She'd be vice president. <laughs> yeah, co-chair. 
So president, co-chair, secretary, got it. <laughs> co-president. I, I'm just, I'm y'all's bitch. <laughs> I'm not really a president, just a co-chair. <laughs> Mommy. Your assistant to <laughs> the assistant chair. to the chair. The regional the, chair. Yeah. Yes. yeah, there we go. That fits. All right, so a crew was handpicked by this NLB. They needed people with experience because of the terrible weather and the rocky terrain. So four people are selected at a time. The way this works is that only three people are on the island and one person is on break. So they rotate shifts. So you're on for four weeks and then you get two weeks off. Okay. Okay. This comes into play in a little bit. The first person chosen was James. Oh gosh, I'm going to, everybody says it different, but I'm going to say Duckett. Yeah. We're going with it. I don't don't know. know. (laughs) James. I'll go with James. James had a lot of experience. Okay. He was the main person in charge. Then we had Thomas Marshall. He was 28 years old. He had some experience. Joseph Moore. He was also 28. He really didn't have a lot of experience at all, but he was the lucky one who was not on the island at the time. And then Donald MacArthur. And he was kind of subbing in for somebody else who was sick. So he just was like a poor guy that got sucked into the lighthouse keeper. Mm -hmm. Um, So December 15th of 1900, a ship called the SS Archer was passing by. The captain noticed that the light was not on. Obviously, this is weird. And so he made a mental note. When I get back to the mainland, I'm going to tell my boss that the light was not on at the lighthouse. I think it's fine. If the light's not on, that just means nobody's home. Well, they were never to leave the lighthouse. The NLB laws. (laughs) Uh, Well, unfortunately, some things happened with the ship. And basically, the captain got really distracted. And he forgot to mention to anybody that the light was not on. So 11 days go by and a supply Seems like ship. important info. <laughs> He's yeah. a very busy man. He was going through a lot. The ship had kind of crashed and um, every bit, mostly sank. It was taking on okay, water. But isn't the lighthouse's one job to keep their lights on so that ships can see them? Right. So that's why he was like making a note of it. <laughs> but then didn't say anything. <laughs> it was like, look, man, I forgot. Um, so 11 days later, a supply ship called the Hesperus was set to go to restock the island. So Joseph Moore, he was the guy that was going to come back and rotate somebody else off the island. He also was on the ship because it was his turn to be on duty. The Hesperus arrived to Alien Moore on December 26th, and they noticed when they got there that there was no signal flag flying from the top of the lighthouse. Apparently that's what they're supposed to do. I know nothing about lighthouses. (laughs) So listening to these stories, I had to kind of learn as I went. But if... One of these supply ships approaches, they're supposed to have a signal flag that says that they see them, basically. I see you. Come on in. Do you see my flag? I see you. Do you see me? That's how it works, I think. Uh, If the black flag is up, you cannot come in. Yeah. If the white flag is up, we're surrendering. If the yellow flag is up, you can come bring us supplies. That's exactly how it worked. Yeah. I I know. You were a lighthouse keeper in your past life. I was. Okay. Actually, last year. Yes. Well, that explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So there was no flag. All right. So this is distressing. Weird. And their lights out. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) The mummy revenge. (laughs) The The revenge of of the the mummy. mummy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is perplexing. That's what they thought. (laughs) So none of the boxes that were used to restock. Um, on this little trolley car that they take back out the side. The mines, yes, yeah. Yeah, that was not down on the landing stage for restocking. So they were like a day late 
And they thought for sure they'd be waiting for them with the restocking car, but it was not there. So they decide, well, we better go up and investigate. And when Joseph goes up to the lighthouse, he noticed that nothing really appeared out of place. So inside the fireplace, he noticed has not been lit for days and that the clocks had been out. And I tried to catch on to this. They noticed that the clocks had not been wound for about a week. But you said the light had been out for 11 days, right? At least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, he noticed these weird things about the clocks. And he also noticed that like everything was in its place. So the dishes were all put away. The bedrooms were all intact. And there was nobody inside. And like I mentioned earlier, under no circumstances are they allowed to leave. There's always supposed to be at least one person manning the lighthouse at all times, no matter what. So it's important to note that there is never a boat on the island, so they couldn't leave even if they wanted to. Joseph goes back down to the captain um, of the supply ship and told him what's going on. And it's decided that Joseph and a few others are going to have to stay overnight to man the lighthouse themselves because the other three are not there. They continue to look for clues about what happened and notice that um, the lamps had been cleaned and refilled, but also a coat from one of the men had been left inside. The other two were missing. Um, So obviously this suggested that someone ran outside without their coat on. They find a log book, captain's log, with the last entry noted December 15th. And apparently it only listed normal things like temperature, wind directions, nothing really out of the ordinary. So they obviously continue to look for clues. Everything on the east landing um, of the island was intact, but the west landing had some evidence of damage from probably recent storms. So there was a box that they store a bunch of supplies in, and it was about 108 feet above sea level. This was broken. Some of the iron iron railings that were used for the cart, supply cart, um, and walkways were totally bent over, pulled out of the concrete, and a large two-ton rock had been lifted and moved. And on top of the cliff, which was about 200 feet above sea level, turf had been ripped away from about 33 feet of the cliff's edge. So some things had gone down on that side. December 29th, the NLB did an official investigation. They concluded that Ducat and Marshall went to the Western cliff and that MacArthur um, was the one who broke the rules and he left the lighthouse. Unattended? Unattended. Oh my gosh. How dare he? They think that it was probably his jacket that was left inside. Ugh. But I feel like he must have left it in in a hurry. In a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. In a hurry, but everything was cleaned and taken care of. Right. He had been cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) He just got done putting away the last dish. (laughs) When suddenly, to his surprise. (laughs) He said, how convenient. I just finished cleaning. (laughs) Yes. Um, So essentially, the NLB basically thought that everybody got washed away with a storm, a big rogue wave, and came over and took them away. Yeah. Nessie, maybe. So no bodies were ever found. (laughs) But as you can imagine, there were several stories that were told about what really happened to the men. Yes. My favorite was the sea serpent. Yes. Mm -hmm. Obviously. It's got to be Nessie. Yeah. She was bored. How how far is Nessie from this? Well, she's in Scotland. I know. And this is Scotland, but. (laughs) This is an island off Scotland. Okay. (laughs) So it's close. Not far. Yeah. I know she's like in a lock. I didn't, I don't know. That's a lake. I know. So she's probably not by the ocean. No, but I mean, we've always said that she's too big for the lock. Um, what if it's a lake by the ocean? 
What if it's the Kraken? All water does lead to the ocean. Another popular theory was um, that a boat filled with ghost pirates, known as the Phantom of the Seven Hunters, approached the island. Yes. That'd be my number one theory. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, there's some very popular Scottish folklore about a group of blue men who live underwater. The blue man group. Uh Uh-huh. I think this is where they've originated from. (laughs) You've never been to Vegas. I know. I'm just kidding. I have seen them in Vegas, I actually did see them. (laughs) I have not. They're incredible. They are very good. All right. Back to the blue man group who live under the water. Um, Oh, so like mermaids. SpongeBob. uh, They have legs. They're just really special, blue man, <laughs> according to Scottish folklore. No. Um, and they rise up on <laughs> on their ship on to the wings surface. of eagles. No, no, get this. This is even better. They approach a group. Apparently, according to Scottish lore, they approach these three men. Okay. And what happens is they basically, the captain of the ship challenges the captain of the island. To a duel. To a rap battle. No. <laughs> That's not a thing. It in nineteen hundred. They probably didn't call it a rap battle, but this is what happened. They'd okay. like say one lyric and then the next person had to say the next lyric. It's a battle of poems. <laughs> so they said that maybe So they lost the rap battle. Lighthousekeepers <laughs> <laughs> lost the rap battle. Yeah. So what was their punishment? They, they disappeared. Yeah, they, they were they taken on the ship the underwater. Maybe they became part of the blue man group. And maybe that's how they get more members. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they got a tryout, mm-hmm. an audition. Eventually, they're going to take over the world. <laughs> okay, well, you tell me what you think. I think it was the Blue Man Group underwater. Were those my only options? <laughs> I was going to say, can I choose none of the above? <laughs> uh, well, obviously, the Rogue wave, wave theory is another big one, but that one wasn't as fun. <laughs> so a man went out to the island and stayed there for four years and studied the island to try to determine if there were actually rogue waves that are happening that high. Because apparently 100 feet waves are very rare. I believe that. 200 feet waves have only happened like a handful of times ever in history. And it's usually in tsunamis. Mm-hmm. Um, so... This wave would have had to at least been 110 feet high. So while he was out there, he took several rolls of film over these years and then measured how tall these waves were. And some of them did get up to 100 feet. And apparently where this was on Eileen Moore, they happened fairly often. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't unheard of for them to have feet, 100 feet waves. But to get over that was rare for them. So kind of makes you wonder, like, what's happening in Eileen Moore? If it doesn't happen anywhere else, it's very rare anywhere else for to have these 100-feet waves. But there, they happen often. Hmm. It's a very treacherous part of the ocean. Sounds like it. Yeah. So it is very plausible that they were just taken away by the Blue Man Group. The Blue Man Group <laughs> under the ocean. <laughs> it's incredibly plausible. Yes. I thought so. So over the next several years, stories have been made out about what actually was written in the logbook, but I think people probably made this up. It totally painted a different picture. It gave a lot of feelings into, mm-hmm. like, I feel like this is happening. The storm is happening and it's terrible and I'm, it made everybody cry and blah, blah, blah. And then they made that MacArthur guy out to be like this crazy man. So then everybody came up with these theories that two of them ran out and the MacArthur ran out after them and pushed them over the edge murdered them both 
I don't think that happened. Murder. Murder. And the other theory is that maybe they just got in a huge brawl, all of them, and then they just fell over the cliffs, all three of them, to their death. Okay. Or aliens. Uh, always aliens. No. I feel like it fits there. So, number one, aliens. Number two, Blue Man Group of the Ocean. Yeah. Number three, Nessie. Um, she was bored and left right. her lock and came out and ate these people. Um, number four, Nessie? Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Number oh, four. Yeah. Whoa, Bigfoot made it all the way over there? He yeah. did. He I took a plane. Ocean. <laughs> a plane in 1900. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then number five, uh, it was a brawl, and they all fell to their death. Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. Big wave. didn't happen. (laughs) Number six is big wave. Yeah. There's a lot of weird things about the big wave, too, but I think that's probably the most likely what happened. But I really like the Blue Man Group. I'm curious what all these magical creatures they say are. I don't know. We'll never know. The captain's log was not finished. And that, well, the captain's log was not finished and it was not very detailed. And when I was talking about the, um, what did I say? Flannan, St. Flannan. Mm-hmm. That was from, like I said, like the 1600s. So it's hard to say what really happened there, but obviously the people really took it seriously. They prayed on their knees and walked around on their knees Need around. They, there you go. They needed that. <laughs> 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 Yeah, they did. Well, that was the wild ride of the Eileen Moore Lighthouse Keepers. It had a little bit of everything. Oh, man. Hmm. Okay. Big wave aside. Big wave. Nope. If it's <laughs> not a big wave, else. what do you think? They fell to their deaths in the ocean. Okay. Why did the third one leave without his jacket? Because he forgot about it. <laughs> he was angry at the other two. Yes. He, he was so angry that he was so hot. And he's like, I don't need this jacket. It's a light keeper's Actually, oath. I'm going to change my mind. So maybe because they were all isolated and isolation can do crazy things to you. Something happened. That was another theory. And they all lost their minds at some point and jumped into the ocean. Okay. Not to, not to make this story go on even longer because I know it's already long, but in the forties, something similar happened to three other light keepers who were out there. At this place? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yes. They went back out and they all got sick with the flu. And they all basically lost their minds. Well, one of them in particular didn't. He was trying to hurt the other two. So one of them had to man the lighthouse. One of them lost their minds and had to be tied down for several days. And the other one was so sick he couldn't get out of bed. Hmm. Um, so the one that was tied down was trying to hurt the other two. So they said, well, maybe maybe, maybe. that was the case. Listen, it happens. I don't know, but it is curious. I've Indeed. never heard of this story. Thank you for telling us. You're welcome. That was an incredible alien story where they came down and were abducted. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be paranormal, but it kind of is. Aliens are paranormal. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in this week to our commuter episode. You can always find us at thetipsyghost.com with our socials linked from there or send us an email at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it, and it really does help. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We will catch you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.